now i am carrie and i'm brooke hi brooke hey well welcome to episode 33 this is uh very exciting thanks for tuning in everybody we're glad to be back and we hope you're glad to be back too today we are going to talk about beverages we thought last week was a little bit of a bummer episode maybe i mean it was very informative but we wanted to take something lighter hearted this time and uh i don't know an important component of adulthood, probably as important as food and sleep, is drinking. I think that's true. <laughs> and I Was mean, it? we basically, that's the first thing we do as humans, is drink. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, okay, so here's <laughs> unrelated. <laughs> Have you seen the Canadian news about Leah McLaren? Is that the woman, wait, is that the... the is this a story about the person who tried to uh, baby, um, uh, breastfeed someone non-consensually? Yes. Yeah, I heard about that. She encountered a baby in a closet at a party and thought she might want to find out what it feels like to breastfeed. And so, like, tried or something, started, and, like, I haven't read it because I cannot even bring myself to. But then she wrote about it. Like, what? What? Anyway, so drinking, first thing we do. Top tip from, our mother, from us but not always. to you, don't, don't try to breastfeed a baby non-consensually. Or another person. But like, right. if you want to do any of that, there are a lot of adults who'd probably go in for it. Whether or not you're actually well, producing milk. It, it's just, have someone suck on your nipple, it doesn't feel that different. Well, and I think that, um, like, wet nursing is totally cool, but you would never do that um, without the parent's consent. Like, Right. And a baby can't yeah. just be like, actually, I want this person. No. No. No, I think it's a, yeah. good, it's a good bet. So, so what I was thinking about, like, what we can talk about drink-wise, well, there's a few different types of drinking. Obviously, not all of us uh, drink alcohol. Probably most of us do or should drink water. So the first one up is water, eight glasses a day, something like that. <laughs> drink a lot of water. If you're not peeing regularly, you're probably dehydrated. Drink water. Yes. If you're yes. like, I'm hungry, drink some water. You might just be thirsty. Um, do you, but do you drink you tap going. water where you live? I do. Uh, although in Portland, there's no fluoride in the tap water, which is, uh, don't at me, but um, fluoride is a really important thing to have in the water for a lot of things. Um, well, not a lot of things. For basically for people's teeth. Uh, I met people who are from here or from places with well water, and they have terrible teeth, usually, unless they have outstanding dental genetics. And uh, I've moved here from a place with fluoride in the last three years of living here, brushing regularly. I have two cavities, my first as an adult. So turns out that uh, something I used to do all the time, drinking water with fluoride, which protected me from cavities, no longer. But I still drink a ton of it. I have a bottle all the time. I use a bottle in my house. I use this, uh, you can't see it, but it's like a, a vacuum insulated bottle. It's like 24 ounces nice. or some odd. And then I have a couple little fold up like platypus or uh, vapor bottles that I take with me when I'm traveling because they don't weigh anything until you put water in them. And then they're wonderful containers. Um, they're like softer than the metal ones, but they work really right. well. I find that way better 
less dishes. They're easier to clean. Totally. Yeah. When I was a kid, um, I drank milk because it's good for your teeth and bones and stuff. My sister drank Kool-Aid, which is garbage. But guess who got cavities? Was it you? I did. Yeah, probably. Because she was drinking fluoride. (laughs) Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I think the milk thing is overblown, too. Just quick note here. Like, at least in America, the milk industry pays a lot of money to advertise. Um, Yeah. I think it's a pretty gross thing to drink. Um, I don't drink animal milk. Uh, I used to drink breast milk. Um, I prefer, like, almond or hemp milk, sometimes soy milk. But they're pretty good. They don't cause me stomach problems, and they thicken things pretty well. So uh, milk, it's made from lots of stuff. Plus, I don't know if you've ever seen all the, like, sort of vegan or vegetarian propaganda videos of, like, what milk is actually comprised of, but it's pretty gross. (laughs) (laughs) I am not a vegan or a vegetarian. I tend to not watch those propaganda videos because mm, yeah no don't have to either. let's this is not that episode <laughs> this is not that episode but uh <laughs> milk is one of the many things you could drink along with water usually one of the first ones we drink unless you are raised on formula which i was uh don't at me right. um i was also raised on formula <laughs> yeah it happens sometimes turns out the 80s were and 70s were a weird time um yeah. usually when somebody says drinking and they're an adult they're, they're talking about alcohol. Um, we're going to get to stuff that isn't alcohol or water or milk in a minute. But um, I wanted to go over, first of all, what are some of your favorite liquors? So I, I like um, to drink rye and whiskey and that kind of stuff. Bourbon. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. It's weird. I think it's mostly a social thing. Like, I do have that reaction where it's like, oh, this is strong. Um, Hmm. So, but I enjoy it. Um, I don't know. It's hard to describe why why you like something that doesn't actually, that your body has this kind of negative reaction to. (laughs) But, I mean, it's wrapped up in nostalgia for, like, you know, partying back when I was younger and, um, yeah, so it's tied up with people and places and, and it seems kind of, I don't know, it's just a very grown up thing to do. I'm not a whiskey snob at all. Or you're also not a shot, you're also not a shot drinker. No, although when my sister and I get a little bit nuts, sometimes we'll do tequila shots. Which is fun. But yeah, no. I mean, I like to sip a shot of Bailey's or something like that. Um, And then mostly if I'm drinking in like an evening, a regular evening at home, I'll have red wine usually. Yeah. I discovered um, Maker's Mark and ginger beer. Okay. Like non-alcoholic ginger beer soda and Maker's Mark is A plus drink. Very, very good. So I'm a... Uh, also a fan of the bourbon and the mm-hmm. rye. Um, I drink those usually like neat around the rocks. Um, Same. Lately, what I've been drinking more of is like Fernet. Um, and oh, when yeah. I say more, I just mean that like when I have a drink every few days or once a week or something, it's often Fernet. It's a digestive. It's really herbal. My friends who don't like it say it t- tastes like um, dirt and toothpaste. 
So <laughs> like take that, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Although not as licorice-y. Okay. Um, but take that under advisement. Um, I also have tattoos on my arm, on my right arm, of Juniper, Caraway, and Anise, um, to represent gin and Akavit, which are two perennial favorites of mine. Although I don't find myself drinking gin neat very often because no. uh, the juniper is a little bit overwhelming. Not all gins are like that. Some gins are easier to drink on their own. Um, but Akavit, I drink a lot on its own. Um, it's a Scandinavian liquor. It's basically a grain-neutral spirit that has been um, distilled and then, I think it was before or after, but at some point in time, things are added like anise or caraway. Sometimes it'll be dill as well. Um, you can get it at a lot of liquor stores or Scandinavian restaurants. It's something you can take as schnapps, like with your meal. It's really good with like uh, fish, like especially like herring or mackerel, like oilier fish. Um, or you can drink it on its own. It's something you can, if it's maybe less high quality, you could freeze it or put it in the freezer. Um, but I think if it's nicer, closer to lukewarm is better. And sip on it, which is pretty great too. I, I love it because it has uh, a lot of flavor. Um, and, and like you said, you can vary it a little bit. There's also aged ones that are a little bit closer in character to like a bourbon um, where they like put it in a barrel. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. And I think, I think both of those are great things to go in with cocktails, which is going to be the next thing I was going to ask about. It sounds like you sometimes like to mix bourbon and ginger. Um, for me, my biggest cocktails, the most common ones that I'm drinking, uh, when I'm drinking a cocktail are the Corpse Reviver number two, or the last word. And those are what both are kind of complex drinks. Um, <laughs> we'll have to look them up. There's a lot of drinks I can I can tell you the ingredients right now, but the the like there's a lot of drinks that I drink where unfortunately the the buy-in cost to start making them at home is close yeah. to two hundred dollars, um, <laughs> just because each of the liquor bottles is expensive. But if you spend that two hundred dollars, you will save yourself a lot of money. Because these drinks usually cost upwards of 10 or $11, depending on your municipality, um, at your local bar. Um, also, there's something that like a lot of bartenders don't know how to make or won't make. Um, you can take your chances telling them how to make it, but I found that doesn't always go so well. Um, right. Or just go to a bar that seems to have um, maybe a man with a bowler hat and rolled up sleeves or something, right? <laughs> A little bit more of a, a, a classic cocktail bar or, or a hip bar. Um, so a Corpse Weber number two um, is very different from the number one, which has brandy in it. I don't know why. Um, it's like a 1920s cocktail from America. It's, or I think America. Anyway, um, it has gin, uh, Lillette. Lillette's kind of like a vermouth. Um, Cointreau or triple sec. And a dash of absinthe, as well as some lemon juice. And it's, as near as makes no difference, equal parts of each one of those things, and then a dash of absinthe, um, shaken with ice, and then poured uh, up in like a cock, in a, I don't know what the glass is called, like a Manhattan glass? The one that looks oh, like yeah. a classic cocktail glass. They're really, really nice. When it comes out, it looks a little pale yellow. Um, it's kind of cloudy. It's very tasty. It's chilly. It's got a nice, like... Um, acidic, like citrus from the lemon, mm -hmm. that balances everything else out. It's not too sweet, um, but it is a little bit sweet. Um, I would usually go a little bit heavier on the gin than other stuff, just because I think it, once again, balances it out. And I use more of a neutral gin as well in that. 
although you can experiment with using something more herbal. I don't think it necessarily works with that cocktail. Um, the other one I make, the last word, um, these are both like the kind of cocktails I think just like old dead people drink, right? Like, <laughs> uh, this is a cocktail that has also gin as a base, um, usually one and a half to two parts, along with uh, one part of chartreuse, green chartreuse, um, one part of lime juice, and uh, one part of maraschino liqueur, which is like ah. cherry liqueur. You can substitute a different cherry liqueur. Um, and you once again shake it over rocks and pour it in the same classic cocktail glass. Uh, those are both really fancy looking when you do it, right? Um, and taste really awesome. But like I just said, like there's not that much complexity there. You can modify the gin level to see what the flavor is like. But at the end of the day, someone who you're making a drink for will be impressed by you making this. And the only thing you have to do is spend a little bit of money at the start to get the ingredients. Um, there's right. another one that I just had the other day that was like ridiculously good. And I do not remember the whole recipe, but it had uh, Fernet in it as well as Akavit and um, a few other things. But it was the most herbal drink I've ever had. And I was drinking it with like fried chicken and I was really, really happy. So nice. that's typically my drinks. A good old fashioned is always a plus. Yeah. If someone crushes the ice in your old fashioned, don't stay in that bar very long. Or if you do, only drink like $2 beers. Um, it should never have crushed ice, in my opinion. Good tip. What about you? Other other cocktails you like? I like old fashions. I like Manhattans. Uh, I, I don't, I mean, I've never really lived in a place or frequented like cocktail bars a lot. So. I don't think I've, I haven't drunk enough to like have a favorite, um, but I like trying new things um, and things with bourbon in it generally get my attention. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like a good old fashioned Ryan ginger and yeah. The other thing I don't like doing a lot is switching my drinks in the middle of the yeah. of an evening so um sometimes i'll have just one cocktail and then switch to beer wine you know cocktail with meal sort of an idea so is i don't there, really go through that many drinks is there a rhyme that you learned when you were younger to kind of help you navigate this because i did i, I want to hear i can never though. remember what it is though like the the rhyme doesn't actually enforce like you can say the rhyme either way, and so yeah. I never remember what it is. Beer before liquor, never sicker. Liquor before wine, feeling fine. Or beer before wine, feeling fine. Like, you can change the words up, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, the one I learned was liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Uh, beer before liquor, never been sicker. Which is right. somewhat true. Um, this is also taught to me from my, uh, my alcoholic father, um, who, <laughs> who also taught me the important advice of, if the room is spinning, put your foot on the ground. I have never found that to help at all, but also uh, I found the best thing to do is just don't drink that much. Just uh, That's a super good tip. Really. Enjoy a cocktail, maybe while eating some food, maybe have a yes. digestive after that, and then stop. If you want to like oh. sit around and barbecue and drink a couple beers, do that too. But like, know your limits, and when you start to feel a little bit tipsy, drink water instead. You'll be happier for it, I promise. Totally. The only also, times I've drunk a lot is like alternating. 
drinks yeah. with water. Just if you have a drink, have a full water next. It slows you down. I was yeah. interviewed on Japanese TV uh, yeah. just a few weeks ago, and they followed me around. And one thing we did was we went drinking, and we went drinking from 6 p.m. until 4 a.m. Uh, guess who wasn't hungover? This girl. Not nice. because I'm some sort of wunderkind, although I do have a certain amount of tolerance. It's because I was drinking water. Every time right. I had a drink, I had water. Um, I think I had like 12 drinks. Don't do that at home. It's a bad idea. But it was over the course of eight or ten hours, I guess. Uh, I didn't drink the entire time, but uh, eight or nine hours or so. And I had water. And I ate food. And we walked. Yeah. And it helped. Um, when I started feeling a little bit not so great, I just switched to water for a little while. Uh, the person interviewing me did not take water. Um, he passed out, and uh, it was pretty funny. Um, and also, I bet he felt bad, so I, I, I shouldn't laugh too hard. Um, there was an article I read on the internet uh, a few years ago, but it totally changed the way I drank. Um, I'll have to see if I can dig it up. I don't know for sure that I can, but um, it talked about like the biology of drinking and what your body does with alcohol. And it said that there's literally a valve that as soon as you're, that lets liquid through. And as soon as your stomach senses that there is solid food to digest, it shuts that valve. And that will, so if you drink even a sip of alcohol before, before your first bite of food, that alcohol will go through your bloodstream to your bloodstream much, much quicker. And if all you do is have a couple bites of food and then start drinking, it just slows the whole thing down. Um, yeah. So the, the eat before you drink is, is like a really good tip. And if you do want to drink a little bit, like don't drink like a lot, maybe have a small cocktail or something, something that gets your palate ready for whatever food you're having. Um, I also generally prefer like richer, like fattier foods, especially if I'm going to be drinking. Um, I yeah. found the recipe for the drink I had the other day. Uh, oh, great. It's incredible, so I'm going to share it. It's called the Victoria, and I'm pretty sure this bar made it up, but let's steal it. Uh, it is a bonded whiskey, which is basically just any whiskey, um, with a Dom Benedictine, which is a Benedictine's like a, a herbal liqueur. Uh, Allspice Dram, which is a sort mm -hmm. of little... Uh, kind of like a liqueur, but made from allspice. It's really good. It, it tastes like holidays. A Townshend's Fernet, which is just the local Fernet that we have here, but you can use whatever Fernet. I think Townshend's is the best one, in my opinion. And then I think a dash of absinthe. Um, they charge $12 for it. Uh, I guarantee if you go buy those things, it's going to cost closer to 200 but I bet you'll be able to make more than 10 of them. So you'll be right. in the clear. Um, also there's a black walnut old fashioned, which is like a twist. Oh, it's on the same page I took yes. a picture of. So I'm going to say that one too. Uh, you start with a rye whiskey, um, and then you add black walnut bitters, a little bit of scotch and some maple syrup. See, that is my drink. And I was would say, this at Quintrell? no, this was at a place called, uh, uh, oh, I don't remember. It's over on Burnside, but right. it's so good. And yeah, you use, like, a big cube. You can get these, like, yes. cool cube trays that are big from Amazon or a lot of other places. Um, and they're made by, like, Tavolo or something. But they're silicon, and so you fill them up, you put them in the free freezer, 
and then when your guests come over and you want to look fancy, you pop them out into a glass. Um, I have a sphere. Yeah. Ooh, spheres are amazing too. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy it. It's usually one at a time though, right? Yeah. 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 It's just a single. I've seen some before where people will like, uh, and this is more complicated than I can explain right now, but there's YouTube videos of people doing, um, making spheres that have liquid contained inside of them. Oh. Uh, which is kind of cool. Um, or I think some of them, like it's a sphere and then you can pour liquid in when you're serving uh -huh. it. So you put it in the glass or whatever with a little toothpicks and you pour the liquid in to the sphere. And then as the sphere melts, the liquid goes into the rest of the drink. And sometimes it changes the color, depending on what it is. Um, I also like drinking absinthe straight. I think uh, louching it with a little bit of like um, water and sugar is really nice. That's something uh, I've never done. It's great. Never when you when you come by next time, I have some at my house. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot. It's good. It contrary to like the old, old wife's tale, it doesn't make you crazy and it doesn't make you see anything. Um, Aww. there used to be lead in it. Um, people used <laughs> to use green food coloring that had lead and oh, okay. lead will fuck you up. Well, uh, yes. but, uh, nowadays, yeah, no, no, you, uh, um, no craziness. It's just really strong. Beer? I don't. Um, well, that's not strictly true. Sometimes I do. Um, I like sour beers a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, the ones that don't taste like bananas. Um, oh, the Belgian ones that taste like bananas not so good. There's a lot of sour beers that are newer here, like a lots of Berliner Weisses that I like a lot. Um, there's like a raspberry one that I drink in the summer usually. But beer doesn't make me feel that great, so I try to stay away from it mostly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I drink a lot of white wine, um, particularly like Alsatian, like Sauvignon, uh, what are they, Pinot Blancs, I like mm -hmm. a lot. I don't know, how about you, a beer or wine? Um, I drink some beers i like um porters generally okay and stouts um there's a beer called um innocent gun like i think it's been bought by a corporate now but it's a um, beer that's been aged in a, an oak barrel and uh it's really nice i like it i like drinking it at closer to room temperature not oh, nice. cold and, and these are usually uh, winter yeah. beers right like you wouldn't drink those in the yeah summer. i guess i guess in the summer like kind of into the lemon rattler a bit okay. yeah rattlers um, are good yeah if you like rattlers you might like sours too they're they're in a yeah. similar world um, similar yeah yeah and i think like it, it it's the kind of beer that you take a six pack with you to the water and like go swim around and drink a little bit right it's refreshing yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah i think I, I used to brew back in the day and then i didn't eat gluten for like six years and so i couldn't uh, really have beer and this is before there were gluten-free beers. So mm -hmm. when I found they came back to the world of gluten, I found that my, like, taste had shifted, and I didn't really like IPAs anymore. Um, I was kind of turned off of hops in general. So, yeah, mostly sours for me now. Occasionally something yeah. else, but, I, yeah, not not yeah. my favorite. Um, oh, I also love, this is maybe none of the above. It's more like a liquor, I guess, but shochu, or oh, the Korean version is soju. So they're like uh, um, Japanese shochu is like a Japanese liquor made usually from rice and barley or um, sweet potatoes or whatever else. It's it's got a distinct flavor depending on which type you have. Some of them are more liquory, 
liquor flavor, I guess, like strong alcohol flavor. And some of them have more of like a almost like footy flavor. I don't know. They have more depth and robustness to them. They're awesome. Uh, I just had a bunch in Japan that were really incredible. I do not remember the names of them, sadly. But if you go to like a good sushi place or a good Japanese place in general, like Izakaya, you can usually right. try some. I think Ichigo is one that you can get easily here. And it's or here in Portland, at least. Um, right. It's like a brown label, but super tasty stuff. Um, you can make cocktails with it, too. I think it's good to just drink neat or on the rocks. Sake, too. There is just as much variety and depth in sake as there with, like, uh, grape wine. Um, right. Everything from, like, unpasteurized to unfiltered to ones that are, like, super expensive because they've polished away, like, 60% of the rice. Um, they're awesome. And ones that you can just cook with, which is... right. Most of the ones that are like under nine dollars at the grocery store are only really good for cooking. Um, I would say. <laughs> I don't cook with a lot of alcohol. You never deglaze a pan or something. Throw it in. Yeah, I used to. I think when when I had kids, I think yeah. when I was like making fancy food, I wasn't really that into wine. And then I had kids and you sort of like all your food gets boring because you're making food that they'll eat too. Right. Often. Um, and, and so, yeah, I'll have to get back into cooking with wine one of these days. I I sometimes could, I'll throw it in with a roast or whatever. You could deglaze like a hamburger helper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> just put that like ground totally beef on there a... and just deglaze it. You got the hamburger <laughs> helper for the kids and then you have like just hamburger helper that's elevated by like a little like um, wine... <laughs> drizzle thing yeah i don't i don't cook a lot with wine or alcohol anymore but yeah like especially if you're doing like a um a crock pot like right. a, a beef roast in there with a beef shank or something along with like a bottle of red wine is amazing yeah. like cooking that and, all like, day chickens roasted with a beer inside them yeah I'm not sure if I've ever actually had one, but that seems really appealing to me. I've definitely done it, uh, grilled or roasted. Um, it's pretty dang good. Um, uh, the other thing we were going to chat about, as far as drinks go, is uh, non-alcoholic beverages. So yeah, um, I mentioned to you this before we started <laughs> recording, but the podcast, my brother, my brother and me, they have a, a TV show version now. And in it, they were talking to teens, and they came up with their teen names. And their teen names were least favorite soda, first name, last name is favorite soda. So mine was going to be uh, Coke Zero Lemon Coke. What would yours be? And I think mine would be uh, Grape Soda Ginger Ale. Grape Soda Ginger Ale. We're a couple of cool Grape teens. Soda Ginger Ale. So what is it about grape soda you don't like? I don't like artificial grape flavor. Okay. Like I don't think it ta- I like grapes, but I don't like the the purple flavor that is grape flavor. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's pretty good, but I do prefer like an actual grape juice to a grape soda. Yes. Oh, I love grape juice. Yeah. But like sometimes a Fanta. Um, I think I generally like limes or lemons in a in a soda. Yeah. There's, although when I'm in Japan, uh, is one of the only times I really drink soda. And, and there I mostly drink, like, um, Calpico Sweat. Mm-hmm. Or not Calpico Sweat. Sorry, Pocari Sweat. Pocari Sweat, right. Which is kind of like a Gatorade, but I think it's a more neutral flavor. I really um, don't drink much soda. I, like, I'll have a Coke rarely. Um, mm. 
and I'll have like carbonated water sometimes with flavor in it, but I like to avoid all the sugar. Do you drink the Lacroix? You know what? I haven't had a Lacroix yet, or maybe I've had one and it was fine, but I, uh, they're not, they're either not available in Canada or they're just not like easily available to me. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm sure our listeners will tell us. In Portland, they are uh, ubiquitous and yes. usually have a 12 pack in our fridge. Uh, the coconut's the one I love. Don't at me. The coconut one I think is really good. A lot of people think it tastes like suntan lotion. Um, <laughs> I actually, I, I've, I've been not drinking any alcohol uh, for the past few weeks since I got back from abroad because I was like, my doctor and I talked about some stuff unrelated to like drinking in general, but we're just trying to like reduce other things in my body to like see what's going on. So yeah, seemed like a good idea. Um, going really well. Always a nice feeling to not an alcoholic because drinking not a problem can just stop it on a dime. Um, yeah, not everyone has that luxury. I'm really lucky, nope. but. Uh, yeah, so it's been nice, but it means that when I go to bars, which I still do sometimes with friends, um, my friends and I have been getting, uh, well, when they buy me a drink or I buy myself a drink, like, uh, like a soda with a little bit of, um, uh, bitters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, like, pretty good. There's, like, yeah. it's, like, a little bit of flavor, but mostly just, like, soda water, and yeah. I love it. Like, I find myself not really missing the alcohol. I never really feel the effects too much from alcohol, so all I was really missing is like some of the flavor complexity. But right, I'm cool taking a break. From yeah, that. I've when I've been I've been cutting back this year as well, and but I find that it's nice to have like a nice drink to sit down with, not just water. So I've been drinking Perrier with a squeeze of lime in it most of the time. Yeah, and it and, feels fancy. And my fancy spherical ice cube. Right, it and it feels fancy nice. even if you don't have like all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it can be kind of nice. And I think if you do have like, like a friend out or something like that, it's kind of nice because you can pour like one ounce of it and just sip on that sip. at some yeah. point in time instead of like trying to quickly finish things. Definitely some cocktails don't taste great when they warm up. So you, you're in, you're encouraged to finish them more quickly. But right. um, even doing like half measures of cocktails could be a nice thing to do. Like my advice in general with any drink is like, enjoy the flavor like don't drink it like it's water drunk yeah yeah don't do that and also like water is water like don't drink coke like it's water do you ever drink do you ever drink energy drinks uh no never i yeah same only coffee right yeah coffee i definitely drink two cups a day one cup for me yeah oh there you go um yeah, the only time I've ever really, like, intentionally had energy drinks, or, like, not energy drinks even, like, Gatorade is for hangover treatment. <laughs> like, I feel like Gatorade's pretty good for hangover. But, yeah. Yeah. I just yeah, don't, I, I don't get hungover anymore, because that's... It gets like, worse, kids. It gets worse. I like worse. broth a lot. I think broth is pretty good for yes. not necessarily just hangovers, but for a lot of stuff, like broth is really nice. Um, it it does a lot of the same, like giving your electrolytes and your salt back, and yeah. it's uh, good for you to boot. So if you're like sick or, or feeling a little bit off, like a good, like, I don't know, cook some bones from the water for a while and drink that. Yep. Chicken noodle soup. 
Yeah, so any other, like, major favorite sodas, or? Uh, not really. Not not really a soda person. I like, um, if I'm out and don't want to drink or want to break up my drinks, I like having, like, a fancy non-alcoholic cocktail. I think they're yeah. fun. Like they're a shrub? Nice yeah. That's what we call them here. There's a thing shrub. here called Palm. I think it's Palm. Uh, don't remember now. But there's a place called Pock Pock that, like, um, makes their own little brand of, like, uh, Thai drinking vinegars. Oh, nice. And you can mix those with water, just a little bit of syrup and some water. It tastes really good. Very low sugar. Um, but a little bit more complexity than, say, like, a La Croix. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, soda-wise, when I was growing up, I drank a lot of Surge, um, which will pinpoint my age a little bit more. Uh, maybe some Mountain Dew. Um, a lot of Coca-Cola and Dr. Pepper yeah. because I was in Texas. But... Yeah, I don't really drink them anymore. Like, every once in a while, if I'm at one of those aforementioned bad bars, um, I will get some kind of whiskey or bourbon with some kind of Coke just yeah. because it's better than drinking bad whiskey straight. Right. But I think in general, if I'm there, it's better to just have, like, soda and some bitters because don't, <laughs> don't waste money on bad alcohol. <laughs> um, and I used to love the drink I was saying before uh, – or mistakenly said, that Kalpiko, or in, uh -huh. in Japan, it's like Karupisu, but doesn't work here. But it was really great. Like, it tasted good. It was like a yogurt soda. Oh. Yeah, it was nice, but uh, not anymore. Like, the, it, there's actual, like, milk in it, so it makes me sad so, inside if I drink yeah. it. Um, but yeah, Japan has, like, all sorts of wacky sodas, uh, flavors all over the map the sort of like yogurt soda all the way to like yuzu lime stuff and whatever else they do a lot more it seems like seasonal promotions for sodas like every time i'm there there's some kind of new interesting soda that's happening but i usually don't try it um i think the most important thing to note that we don't have here that that, that japan has that would make me drink a lot more probably tea because they have tea in these machines too is there are vending machines like oh. everywhere, like any given block will have probably one vending machine, if not two and like residential neighborhoods, other neighborhoods. So you're just walking around, you can get a coffee or a tea or a drink nice. handily. And there's a lot of convenience stores that are open late too. Um, more importantly, even than that, they have warm drinks. So you can get like a hot can of coffee or a hot or like a warm bottle of tea from a vending machine. It's magical. Amazing. Amazing. Right? Yeah, you don't even have to, like, go brew something. You're just, like... Oh, also works really well if you're cold and you can put them in your pockets. Like, hand warmers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's for, nice. like, two bucks. Um, anyway. <laughs> well, I know oh, yeah. what I like to drink. Go ahead. That I've forgotten about is lemonade. Oh. I, just, I love lemonade. Like a homemade? Sure. Or from, a, like, can't... Like, if other people are drinking pop, if we're getting pop from the store which is mm. what we call it here. We're, we're a pop area of the continent. Um, <laughs> I would get lemonade. Did you ever go to, maybe you don't have these, but Sonic? There was a place called Sonic? We didn't have Sonics. I okay, know so like they, uh, growing up, we would always go get uh, cherry limeades. Um, oh, yeah. Which mm. was pretty darn good. And they had like crunchy, like a crushed up ice. Yeah. That for some reason gave it a nice, like, it, was, it is an addition to like wonderfulness. Um, right. Were you ever a milkshake person? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I like a chocolate shake. It's good. Yeah, see, I can't. I won't. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's bad news. 
Uh-huh. There's a place in Portland. Well, I imagine there are many of them, but they make alcoholic milkshakes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's movie cool. theaters, too, that do that. Um, Except I yeah. can't really drink, like, that much. Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of milk. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of milk. milk. I think generally if I'm going to go with that sort of, like, viscous drink, I'm I'm doing a smoothie. Like I have, like, a good mixer here, so I'll make, like, yeah. a, a blended smoothie or maybe, like, a, some sort of slush, like a... a fruit slush or something like that yeah um although since the summer is coming sooner than later something that's kind of nice to make if you do drink alcohol is a like a a rosé or some sort of like very light white wine and then like frozen fruit like frozen strawberries and blueberries blackberries um blend that a little bit and you end up with sort of a um I think sort of a sangria slushy I don't know right (laughs) it tastes good to me I'll enjoy it um recommend it Another thing that you can, like, yeah, you can, like, make it for guests. It's a good thing to drink, like, outside when it's warm. Um, Right. But, yeah. Ah, now I'm thirsty. (laughs) I know. Me, too. Let's go get a drink. We should probably go do that. Well, thanks again for listening. Um, Not sure what we're discussing next week, but uh, hopefully you either learned a new cocktail recipe or at least learned a little bit too much about what we like to drink when we're not talking. Yes. Tell us, uh, if you're on Twitter, tell us what uh, your favorite drink, alcoholic or non, is. We'd love to hear new recipes. would be awesome. You can also tell us your teen name, which is uh, least (laughs) favorite soda, first name. Uh, Last name is favorite soda. We we are grownups underscore FM on Twitter. And my handle, my personal handle, is at K-A-Y-A-Y-A-R-A-I. And mine is at Brooke Shelley. Yeah, you've been listening to I Guess We're Grownups now. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.